What next? What more do I do? He lets me know, just simply keep walking. You're in it. If you're in God, you're in it. Stay in it. Stay walking. Hallelujah to God. In the name of Jesus. I'm going to uh, pray before I get started. I wish this clip was working. That, that's a good thing. It works plasma. Oh, stop it. Hallelujah. All right. Hallelujah, God. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, God. Here. Here, take my take my Jesus. Hallelujah, God. In the name of Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So the first chapter God brought to my attention was Zechariah chapter 3 and verse 7. Zechariah chapter 3. Verse 7. It says, the walk of what? The walk of obedience. Because if he wants you to simply walk, he wants you to walk in obedience. There's things God requires of us if we don't get his blessing. Oh, but it fortifies you. Hallelujah. And it keeps you good and strong in him. Zechariah 3 and 7. And I'll wait for a minute till y'all get in and we'll get right on into this message as God bless us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the mercy. Hallelujah. I attended another church today and uh, I watched God show up in that place so powerful that no one can maintain themselves. And I watched a supernatural healing today that is very rare in today's time frame. Fellow with a chronic disease, immediately healed, lady in a wheelchair. God is delivering them. We worship so much in the church today, we end up down the street in somebody's yard worshiping God, almost a hundred of us. God moved in the building, but guess what God do? He moves outside of the building because he requires us that we walk. He wants us to move with him. Because if God is on the move, we got to be on the move with God. He proved it today. The very last word I heard at the other church I was at today was walk. 100%. We're in this person's yard, and there's a lady there that I know have the prophetic anointing. We were all leaving. She said, stop, everybody. She said, repeat after me. It's close to 100 of us. She said, say this after me. Rise up and walk. And she just started moving. I said, God, that's you talking. That was my message you gave me last night. It is affirmed that this is what you want from us. Okay? So Zechariah 3 and 7. Thus saith the Lord of hosts. So God got somebody up there with him. God got a team up in heaven up with him. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, if thou wilt walk in my ways, and if thou wilt keep my charge, then thou shalt judge my house. Also judge my house, and shalt also keep my courts. And I will give thee places to walk among these that stand by. God is saying, keep my commandment. Keep my charge. You know when somebody's in charge? They're over you. God is saying, keep that strength. Keep in my strength. Keep me over you. 
I'll give you a place in my court. You shall judge my house. He said, if you're walking in me, you're going to recognize by me who's not walking. You're going to judge in that house. You're going to know who's in need if you're in God. You've got to stay with them and you've got to stay walking. He said, you'll keep my courts. I'll let you run the show in where my people are. You'll be somebody who leads in my house. And he said, and I'll give you places to walk. See, he's going to move you around. When you've got God in you, he don't hold you in one spot. He moves you around and he allows you to find places, he said, where they stand by. You wonder who they are. The Bible said, I am the Lord of hosts. He told you in the beginning, whoever is dwelling with me, I'm going to have you standing by them. Who's in heaven besides the angels of the Lord and the elders of the Lord that praise him and drop their crown daily? He's going to have you standing there. That God giving you a secret message that if you walk in me, I will bring you up to where I am and you'll stand with them. I'll move you around from place to place where you ought to be. If you walk with obedience, you've got to walk what God commanded you to do. You gotta walk what He commanded us to say. You see, if His word is pure to you, there's nothing else you have to do. God is not requiring you to run. Whenever Jesus talked to somebody, after the healing started the walking, rise up and walk. Take up your couch and walk. He wants to know, are you capable of moving with me once I've healed you? He's not saying run with me. He's not saying carry a heavy load. He said give me that baggage. I'll give you my life load because I don't have sin on me no more. All that is buried in the grave. I don't have it on me no more. The likeness of Jesus is the salvation from God. He wants us to put that on. Put on the glory. Put on the garment of praise. Exchange that. For that horrible nightmare, that garment, that grief, that stress, that spirit of heaviness. Hallelujah. Walking in obedience. God wants to know, are you willing to keep on moving? See, when, you, when you're in the walk, it seems like things are taking its time. It seems like things are going slow. It seems like people are moving past you faster. But God didn't say do that. Because that's not God doing that for you. He said walk. And it's going to prove itself today. Why it's very important to take those steps. Think about this. If you run it, and you run fast, and you don't see what's ahead of you, and you stumble and fall, you're going to get hurt. But if you're walking, see, and something bump you, you might stumble, but you ain't going to fall. And you will not be utterly crushed. That's why it's important for you to walk in obedience to the word of God. Read his commandments. Think about what Jesus Christ commanded us to do. Love God with everything that is you. Everything. All your heart, mind, body, soul, strength. And love your neighbor. And he says love your neighbor as yourself. So there is a point right there where you got to know how to love yourself. What is the love for yourself other than saving your soul? You've got to want to be delivered. Walk in obedience. You gotta walk, hallelujah. You gotta walk with God. And then you gotta walk the walk of persistence. Oh, it's gotta continue. Let's go to Colossians chapter 1. We're gonna do verse 10 through 14. Colossians chapter 1. 
verse 10 through 14. Hallelujah, God. Thank you, Jesus. Walk of persistence. When you're walking with God, you don't want to stop that thing. You don't want to keep looking to the left or the right. See, if you're walking with God, you got to keep your eyes on him. Because when you're walking with God and keeping your eyes on him, things don't tend to affect you the way it affects the world. My mind is on God, and it's not on television. My mind is on God, and it ain't on the news. I just can't seem to get myself wrapped around that. I know not nobody that's on the news because if they got God and they watch it, they know what to pray for. Amen. But I don't see Corona when I look at Jesus. I don't see a virus when I'm looking to heaven. Hallelujah. I don't see an affliction when I'm walking with God. He made a promise. Many are the affliction of the righteous, but the Lord shall deliver them out of them all. All of them. So it ain't no big deal. What the devil trying to bring to this nation. Okay. Colossians 1, 10 through 14. That ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power, unto all patience and longsuffering with joyfulness, giving thanks unto the Father which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who have delivered us from the power of darkness and have translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. See, when you're walking with God, God requires you to have the knowledge increase in him, fruitful pleasure in him. God wants to know if we're going to walk with him, are we willing to receive the actuality of his perfection? See, Sometimes we get in God and say, well, I'm just a human. I'm just a person. I'm just a sinner. But God said, be perfect as I am perfect. Now, the understanding to that is this. If you're walking in God, you'll be walking more and more into his perfection, his healing, his deliverance, his perfection. But he said, strengthen with all power. Hallelujah. Who has all power but Jesus? You're going to be strengthened with the Lord Jesus Christ because if you're walking in God, Jesus is the way. You're following the way to God. You're following the way to the Father who delivers your soul. You've got to walk even when you're tired. You've got to walk even when you're weak and weary. You've got to walk persistently with the Lord through all of these diseases throughout our lives. Anybody older than two know that there's multiple diseases on TV every day. How in the world could we stop and start looking to the left or to the right when salvation is in the Lord? Though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. See, you've got to be willing to go through whatever's in the way. If your eyes is on God and your eyelids are straightforward, it doesn't matter what the enemy is saying or what nobody in this world is talking about or what happens to you. You've got to say, Lord, I am coming for you and I will walk upright. Hallelujah. I will walk persistently in what you command me to do. He wants us to continue on. The reason why he don't want us looking to the left or the right is trouble is going to always be there. But he said 
it would not befall you. He said, a thousand will fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not befall you. He's saying, if you're paying attention to the few people that died, you ain't read your Bible in the Old Testament with 200,000 or 270,000 or 70,000 or 300,000 or 500,000 died in one day mm -hmm. in the war. Yep. That has to be crippling. That's half a million people in one day. one day. But the world's got us so shaken that when a person gets a sneeze, the whole nation starts buying up the water. I want the living water, which is Jesus. Amen. He paid that price Amen. for our souls. Hallelujah. He paid it. His blood already covered me. Amen. I don't have to worry about what's happening in this world. I'm not cynical. I'm not condescending or arrogant. I do not have time to stop walking with God to look at some sickness that I know the name of Jesus Christ heals. Amen. When I recognize Jesus raised the dead, all bets was off. I don't follow no fear. I have no fear because if he raised the dead and saved me, I ain't worried about what the devil is talking about. Right, he can't take my focus off of the redeemed. I wake up saved and I go to bed saved because the Lord chose to keep me. He chose to keep me saved. And that's what we have to get to that point in our lives. Are we walking in obedience to his word? He's not requiring you to hurt yourself or to overexert yourself. He's requiring you to walk. Walk in it. Walk consistently. My mother was saved when I was a baby, and she's saved and I'm almost 40. That's a walk. And she was running at the top speed back then, trying to work every congregation and every office in the church. She would have burned out back then because that's what happens when you put your own strength in it and start trying to work every single office there is. But when God says, follow me, he'll do the answer. He'll show you what direction to go. That's the good thing about the Lord. When he called you to salvation, he said for you to follow him and whatever he chooses to do in your life, you'll know it's him because you never stopped. Consistently, persistently following God. Hallelujah to God. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah to God. I got a couple more verses. I remember uh, Elder Northley preached today. And he said uh, it was called treaching. Because he was going to do some teaching and some preaching. And it was good. It was real good. Hallelujah. Oh, it was good. It was powerful. I watch God move today. God is going to move if we allow him to. It's our eagerness to be in God that will allow him to use us. We can't, we can't sit back no more. What are we sitting back for? And, and the message for God to tell us to simply walk, he's saying, what are we slowing down or stopping or even going in any direction for? I'm not elaborating these verses deep as I could because there comes a time when somebody has to seek the Lord for himself. I press in, press in with me, so I am constructing iron. Hallelujah. I remember I said something uh, last week, and I was talking about the Nicolaitans. And I said they studied the word, but that was not facts. That was to see who was going to come back and say, no, those are people Jesus hated. 
Because the truth of the matter is, we cannot allow someone to show a story into your mind. you got to search the scripture what God is saying to you so that you can move in God's spirit and walk upright. You've got to be able to hold on. Devil is lying. I got a message the other day. First off, IRS is after us. That don't make no difference. I ain't done nothing wrong. Okay? Nothing. It is not funny. It's the devil. And, and, and the thing is, my credit report, they sent me a message in my email that said, my credit will grow 50% slower because of the coronavirus. My collapse the economy. Well, good luck to you, Satan. I am a citizen of heaven. Amen. My credit is paid on the cross with Jesus. The blood has redeemed and restored me. I'm not worried about what the enemy is saying. My treasure is in heaven. My home is in God's house. And I don't got to pay for that. Jesus paid the cost. Keep the credit score. I hang out with God forevermore. That rhyme. Okay. Matthew chapter 14. Verse 26 through 31. Verse 26 through 31, Matthew 14. Now this part here is for us to get an understanding that these weird times, hard times, troubles, circumstances, man, you gotta just be able. You gotta just be able to get on in there. there there's too much I've seen in God to not be able to share it. The supernatural uh, 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 atmosphere of God, I wish I had the time to explain it. I've seen so many things that God has done from such a young age that there's no way in the world I can doubt the Heavenly Father and the truth of this word. None of it's fake. Moses genuinely split the Red Sea. God was him. Elijah literally called fire out of heaven. Elisha split the, uh, split the sea himself because he received a double portion from Elijah. You gotta understand, all of these things in the Bible are real. I've seen too much not to believe it. Okay, Matthew 14, 26 through 31. And when the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were troubled, saying, it is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. So here, let me slow down right there for a second. It was the disciples, those were the followers of God, those were the people in the house of God, if you want to get to the technicality of it. And they were afraid when they saw something in the distance they perceived could have been harmful to them. But Jesus was letting them know, no, this is me. I'm the one doing the things that you have not seen before. Don't be afraid of what you think is in the horizon, because it could be the Lord Jesus setting it up for you. It doesn't matter who's in there with you. It doesn't matter what they say concerning I'm righteous. Well, righteousness proves itself by the walk you have. It's the walk that proves salvation. And that's what happened. The apostles are watching what they perceive to be a spirit. Jesus said, it is I. Be not afraid. And Peter, verse 28. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, Bid me come unto thee on the water. Hallelujah. Now that's the thing. When you see something in the distance, 
When you see something in your life, you don't know from which direction it's coming. It could be manifold or diverse temptation or even circumstantial trouble. You've got to ask the Lord, is it you? Is it you and should I pursue that thing which is happening in my life? Mm. Hallelujah. And he answered, verse 29, come. Jesus don't have to do a whole lot of talking when he tells them to rise up and uh, take up their bed and he says, walk. And when he asked him, is it you, Lord? Jesus simply said, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he was walked, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when, the, when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid and began to sink. He cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately, immediately, Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? What we got to understand is there comes a time in your life when you're going to have to desire and need and want to get out of the same rhetoric and in process of everybody else and you're going to want to go into a place with God that you've never been before. It is time for us to ask the Lord, is it you? Bid me to come. And when you get out on that water and you see that wind blowing, you see that trouble coming, you don't want to stop walking. You don't want to let go. But here is the sign that the Lord has your back is when you fall. Immediately Jesus was there to lift him up. Immediately the Lord resurrected him. Immediately he caught a hold of him. The key to the situation is this. If you are going to ask God for a higher level, you believe that he's going to bring you through it. You've got to believe that he is going to deliver. Believe that he is going to redeem. This is the time in life where we have to get to the position where we're walking on water. How are we in this place and time of life which we know this is the last day? We know these days are the last day according to the Bible, but we're living in a less uh, focused faith than them of the Old Testament and New Testament. These are hundreds of years ago. These people were able to walk on water by faith. Jesus is saying to us, if you are going to walk in truth and in faith, you're going to have to trust that what I said to you will come to pass. Do not get caught up worrying about what's happening on both sides of you. Because if I bid you to come, trust and believe, I'm going to bring you through. I will hold your hand. I will deliver your soul. Let no weapon fall against you that shall be able to prosper. If you Walk by the faith of God. Walk obedient to the word. Walk persistently. When the Lord say move, keep moving. You've got to pursue God. You've got to walk it out. This world's troubled on every side. Put your attention on salvation. There's nothing left but Jesus. Keep going. Walk by faith. Moses was brought to an ocean, the Red Sea. The enemy is hot pursuit for him. But God allowed Moses to split that Red Sea. And everybody that was with him walked on dry land. Because you've got to know when to walk in God. He's ready for your soul to be delivered 
you're going to walk in him. Move forward in God. Shut down every distraction, every lie of the enemy. He has no power over you. God will split the sea. He will give you water out of a rock. He will feed you manna from heaven. He will deliver your soul. He will resurrect you from the grave. He will break every chain. He will set you free from the prison. If you believe and walk in the word of God. Obediently. Persistently. In truth and in faith. You've got to take that on and begin to continue to walk in God. You have to. There's nothing left in this world to worry about if you see. Coronavirus. Give me a break. My God raises the dead. I have nothing else to worry about. The Bible says the same spirit that raised Jesus dwells in you. Hallelujah. We can raise that dead. I'm not afraid of the enemy. The enemy's afraid of us. That's why we have to walk in God. Walk in God. Somebody who wasn't walking tried to cast out a devil in the Bible. I adjure you by the name of his God. I adjure you by the name of Jesus who he knows. The enemy had to let him know. Who was it, Peter? Who did he say, Paul? Yeah, Paul I know and Jesus I know. Well, who are you? You ain't been walking with God. You've been walking by yourself, but you want access to the power. But here's the truth. When you know God and you've been walking in him, the enemy actually knows your name. Because when he was with Job, when God had called the assembly in heaven and the devil came there, God said, have you considered my servant Job? You know his name. Oh, Lord, you're protecting him. He has a hedge. Well, I'm here to tell you today, he still has that hedge of protection around us. The angels are kept about us. We are washed in the blood of Jesus. We are redeemed by that blood and by the word of our testimony. We are protected from all harm on every side. Walk right before God. Walk. Walk in faith. Hallelujah. Walk in truth. Walk in obedience. And walk persistently. Keep going. This world's fading away. Think about this. Think about this. 20 years ago, it was a whole different world. 20 years ago, Walkman and CD player was the thing. Guess what? If you was walking, you keep walking with God. That thing disappears. But you can get salvation though. And here's the other one right here. We go to Genesis chapter 5. Hallelujah to God. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah to God. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah, let's go to Genesis 5. We're going to do verse 21 through 24. Hallelujah. Because this will, this will you give when you walk. Hallelujah. This will can happen for you if you walk. This is why God is not, in a, not trying to press you to be in a hurry. Because you're going to miss something. And I encourage everybody here <clears throat> that has these chapters of scriptures and if not, I can send them to you. Study these, study these chapters. Study, study these scriptures. And find out what the evidence of God in those moments of their walk really meant. And what, 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 what God was giving them in advance. What God was actually giving to their lives. 
Because we have to get to a point where we're tired of stumbling and we get ready to walk. He's good to us. But he wants you to take those steps. He knows, he knows our trouble. Genesis 5, verse 21 through 24. Hallelujah, God. And Enoch lived 60 and 5 years and begot Methuselah. And Enoch walked with God after he begot Methuselah. 300 years and begot sons and daughters. And all the days of Enoch were 365. I want you to pay attention to that number. All the years of Enoch were 365 years. And Enoch walked with God and he was not. For God took him. Now here's the thing right here. Plain and simple, God is letting you know when you walk with him, heaven is your home. Amen. Enoch was an early example of a raptured man by God because he walked with him. Now, with the exception of this year and every four years, because this is a leap year, so we got 366 days this year. Years carry 365 days. Enoch was 365 years old. God is letting you know, if you walk with me the whole time. See, he just said the whole time. So he said, walk with me the whole time. Hallelujah. I will take you with me. Enoch was, and the Bible says that he was not. That means at one point, his walk with God had become so perfected, God said, yeah, you weren't, you don't live again. You were doing what I required us to do. It is very important that when we're walking in this walk with God, that our faith in God has allowed us to understand the walk is for a benefit in the end. We will be redeemed and taken with God. You have to put it in your mind that the walk you're going to do will be of obedience. It will be persistent. It will be with truth and faith. And you will walk with God. Don't walk with the crowd. I was asked today at the other church, hey, you want to be an usher? I got to walk with God. Do you want to join this Bible group? I got to walk with God. And if God says it, I will say, Lord Jesus, Son of God, is it you? Are you asking me this? Because at the soul, you'll say, come. Because you try the spirit by the word of God. You don't try it by your emotional aspect. Because I can go to a good football game and get pumped up. But you cannot be redeemed unless you're walking with the Redeemer or you're in the presence of the Redeemer to deliver your soul. It's God's will that we walk. Enoch didn't have to live as long as most of them. When you get back into these Old Testaments of genealogy, a lot of them were 900-something years old, 800-something years old. Very rare that they got under that seven and 800 years. Only very few of them did. Enoch did the perfect will of God, and God took them with him because God was proving right there in that verse when you pay attention to every word. Man should not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Every, every word, every word. Not just scripture, not just verse, not just chapter. What he is actually saying, the word. And he said, walked with God. That's what we have to do. I don't know why God put it on my heart, but I do understand it now. Because I'm empty. I'm always at home trying to get it done. Let me go over here and pray and read 12 more chapters. I will burn myself out because that's not a walk. If you don't find yourself comfortable in what you're doing in God, 
and other than certain seasons, you are disobeying the direct order that God wants you to be patient and walk with him because the walk is going to redeem you. The Bible says by patient continuance does one possess their soul. You can't save yourself without being patient because every single day of your life is based on are you trusting what God is telling you, not on what you believe he's saying, not on how many exploits. The Bible said if you spoke with voice of man and of angels, without love you have nothing. You can do that. If you have the spirit of prophecy, without the love of God, you have nothing. If you have the faith to remove the mountain and say, be thou removed and cast into the sea. But if you don't got God's love, that means nothing. So it don't matter how strong you are in your abilities of God's gifts. Do you have his spirit? Amen. Do you have his holiness to draw you out of temptation and to lift you up from the burden of this world and break the chains of the enemy? You've got to walk in God. Amen. He's ready for us to do it. He don't care about the time we're living in. He cares about the souls living in that time. He wants us to get out there and say, quick, there's a supper, there's a savior, there's a party. Let's get inside. Amen. Come inside the ark. Because when God is telling us to talk to others, he said, bid them to come to that banquet. Amen. The mind has to be changed to understand God is offering comfort on the other side. He wants us to explain to the people, choose ye this day life that you may live. He's not making it complicated. Don't despise the simplicity of the righteousness. Don't forget that it's easy to understand. Choose life you live. Choose death you die. Repent you're restored. Backslide you're fallen. Get up, you can do it again. Stop getting up, you won't stop doing it again. Can dry bones live? Yes, they can. That's the proof. Dead bodies are raised. Jesus is the resurrection. We got to get to the point in this life now, right here in this season, God is saying to us to come all the way in to his glory. Come all the way in to his house. Come all the way in to his anointing. Get all the way in to his spirit. Get in the glory of the Lord out of the ways of the world. Leave it alone and have nothing to do with it. He's on his way. Amen. He's on his way back. Nobody has to tell us about Jesus. When you're going through those troubles, that's the devil saying turn around and pay attention. But God is saying walk. Amen. Forget about that. God said it is better that a millstone was tied around their neck and they cast it to the deep. For those that don't know, that's a brick of some sort. And if they cast in, their bodies is going to turn upside down. Their legs are going to be up and their head is going to crush at the bottom of an endless sea. If they offend a little one. It's better that that happen than that you offend one of my little ones. So God is going to handle all situations. He promised. He requires this one thing. That we let go of our false distractive inhibition and in inhibition and desire and just start walking. 
Just start walking in them. Just start walking in them. How would you walk in them? Lord, I thank you every day. I praise and I worship you every day. I honor you and I give you glory. Call on him so he inhabits the praise of his people. Read his word and say, God, fill me up with what you have for me. The Bible says, ask for wisdom and knowledge. He give liberally and a braid and not me. He ain't going to take it back. Ask and you shall receive. Knock it shall be open. Seek and you shall find. No good thing will he withhold from them that live upright. None. No good thing. So the key is this day, with all this weird stuff going on, this virus, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And you notice people are coming up missing left and right. 68,000 women in a year? Give me a break. If y'all don't see the devil collapsing things, you better walk. 68,000 women to 68 human souls who can bring children into the world, souls down from heaven. See, when Mary had Jesus, the Holy Ghost moved up on her, and she conceived a child of the Holy Ghost according to the scripture. When a woman has a baby, God made the soul, that's how come I'm talking about it, I know the Lord, I know the Lord. So I know my mom didn't make my soul, because I'm talking about God, and I can feel that he made me. I can tell that he made me. God touches down in the woman's womb. That is the first connection in heaven and earth. It's in the belly of the woman, and the devil is trying to rebuke that. When Moses was born, what happened? Kill all the baby boys. When Jesus was born, what happened? Kill all the baby boys. Wow. See, the enemy is trying to wipe out the opportunity for the anointed to be made manifest. But God puts it in the children. He puts that holiness in the child. The devil taking 68,000 women in a year. And we don't see the ark is being filled up. We don't see the flood on its way. We don't see the coming of Jesus Christ. Well, we need to wake up. And God is saying, walk. Because if your lap is not full, you're not going to make it. Five wise, five foolish, five had their lap full. Father did not, but where were they headed? They were walking. They were headed to the banquet. And when they got there, the ones who were fortified in God can go into the banquet. But those that don't have it had to turn back. You don't want to be found still trying to fill the lap. You don't want to be found still trying to be perfected. You want to be found holy. Delivered. Peter stood up and the Bible says he was Filled with the Holy Ghost. You gotta ask God. It's so easy. When I'm feeling like the devil's happy, or I'm just feeling down, because I don't sleep enough, ever. Lord, make sure I'm filled. Make sure I'm filled. Lord God, make sure I'm filled, and before you know it, I'm filled again. I feel it all over my body and soul. I can't sleep when the Holy Ghost is moving in me. I'm up all night. I get to church and I'm begging God, don't let this service end. But God says, I can't keep you in here. It's time for you to walk. Amen. And it worked out for us. Hallelujah. Yes, Romans 2 and 7. To them who by patient, I quoted this earlier, patient continuance in well-doing seek for glory and honor and immortality eternal life. And when you walk in God, eternal life is yours. When Enoch walked with God, eternal life was his. When Peter walked 
in an impossible, difficult situation that nobody else was willing to step out on, Jesus called him and brought him back up. Though he was reprimanded for that, because when the Bible loves you, he chastens you. When God loves you, he chastens you. And he uses his son to do the work. Peter was able to walk on that water. When, when the man in the Bible, us, we are those men and women in the Bible, when we're walking obediently, God will give us the ability to judge his house and to keep his court and to stand by the ones that are standing by. Because he's the Lord of hosts. Whoever he's hosting, he allows us to be near, which is closer to him because we're walking with him. Persistently. Strengthened, the Bible says, with all power. If you're walking with God and your walk gives you strengthened with all power, meaning no weapon. See, that's just like saying that. All power means no weapon. Because if I'm walking in all power, I'm walking in the anointing. I'm walking in the power of God. I'm walking in Jesus who resurrects me because I'm living in the word persistently. And then walking in that faith, walking with God. There's a sureness that I'll go to heaven. The Bible says, don't rejoice because the enemy is subject to you. He said, you already got power of that enemy. Jesus is with you. He said, but yet rejoice because your name is written in heaven. That's why you need to be excited that God showed me that and I said it a few weeks ago. When you got the Holy Ghost as the signature, God writes your signature in heaven. His spirit, your name. It's always an exchange. Hallelujah. Because your sin, his deliverance. Your death, his resurrection. Your darkness, his light, his power. That's God's way of saying, I have accepted you. You're welcome in. Your name is written, soul and to the throne of grace of the royal priesthood. We have power in God. If we do it by patient continuance, walk. Hallelujah. Yes. Oh, okay. I'm Say something. Go. No, no, no. You're fine. Oh, yeah. Hallelujah. So, at this time, we're going to pray. If anybody wants prayer, I'm right here. We're going to pray together. You can come up and get that prayer. No problem at all. Anybody want prayer? Anybody wants strength in God? Anybody wants to be able to stand? Everybody, somebody need healing, deliverance, whatever it may be. Don't hesitate, don't worry, don't be weary. I will pray with you and I will pray for you. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. If not, we'll pray. We'll pray right now. Hallelujah. Oh, you want prayer? All right. Thank God.